to the Body and Soul, the Torah Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm Rabbi Alexander Seinfeld. Man says to his friend, you know, I saw my doctor yesterday about my loss of memory. Friend says, what'd he do? Man says, he made me pay him in advance. If you recall from past weeks, last week, the week before, one way to improve your memory, especially going to old age, is to exercise regularly. That's a bit of a catch-22, because if you're not exercising, then you probably forgot to do it. And if you forgot to do it, then you're not going to remember. So how are you going to get out of that loop? How are you going to get out of that cycle? I want to add a couple things to that discussion today. First of all, in addition to all the benefits of muscular training that were mentioned last week in terms of nursing home insurance, there's a well-known effect of working a muscle. It has to do with your bones. A person could be taking all the right amount of calcium. A person could be taking all the right amount of vitamin D. But how does your body know which bones need the calcium? Where does your body get that information? There's a well-established principle in medicine physiology called Wolf's Law, named for Julius Wolf, a Jewish physician who lived at the turn of the last century. And that is that bone mass will build directly proportional to the amount of force placed on that bone, amount of resistance created. So when you work a muscle in order to stay young in your muscles, you're also working the bone. You do those squats, those push-ups, those pull-ups, again, at whatever level is right for you. It could be against a wall. It doesn't have to be, you know, like a bodybuilder would do, but enough to create that feeling of exhaustion in that muscle. You're also working the bone. You're building that bone. And limbs that are neglected will not get the full benefit of all that calcium and vitamin D that you're now taking religiously because it's your duty to take care of your health. On this topic of vitamin D and overall health, I would like to share with you the words of a doctor, general practitioner named Dr. Michael Cohen, who was trained in the UK, who now lives and works in Tel Aviv. This is an online interview he did just about a month and a half ago. And I'm just going to play a little snippet from that interview. A lot of people are initially resistant when I mention this to them. I tell them, look, this is not a strictly only a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. Um, it's a steroid hormone. Uh, it has a lot of effects on the body at different doses. Um, there are estimations whereby at doses of around five to 10,000 units a day, it's interacting with switching on and switching off up to 1,200 genes in the body, and at lower doses, lower numbers. It's known to be extremely safe, even at very, what, what are called high doses. There have been studies that have shown that taking 50,000 units a day for six months has had no adverse effects. I usually tell people to take 4,000 units if they're normal adults, but I also test many people's vitamin D levels and even in Israel, where it's sunny and people have quite a bit of exposure to the sun, I find quite a lot of people who've got low levels of vitamin D, so below 20, some people even below 10. The ideal dose to get them to would be between 50 and 100 nanograms per milliliter. And I, I can say that I've literally not had one person admitted into the hospital. 
Now, my population does consist of both young and old. It's more skewed towards young and middle age, for sure. But again, you know, the fact that people were not even being admitted into hospital in, a, in my population, it says something. It's, it does, it's not the whole picture by any means, and I'm not trying to tell anybody that this is the, the, the cure-all for, for COVID. But if everybody was doing this, would we have anything like the current so-called justification for for turning this into a global crisis. The, the concoction of things that I've told people to take are extremely safe. I mean, far safer than most other medications that I can think of. And I'm not at all saying that they shouldn't get vaccinated. I'm not saying they shouldn't get other treatments if needed. But as a first line of defense, we should be dealing with people's immune systems in the safest way possible. Now, we know that 25 milligrams a day of zinc is extremely safe. You can take up to 40 milligrams a day without any ill effects for most adults. And going above that, it can reduce the absorption of copper. So it's not a good idea to take that on a long-term basis. Vitamin D, you asked me what dose. So most people, I tell them 4,000 units, but people who are overweight, they may need up to 8,000 or even 10,000 units or more per day. And the other thing I tell them to take is vitamin K2, 200 micrograms a day every day as well, because vitamin D does cause the release of calcium from the bones into the blood. And you, you, you want to try and avoid any deposition of that in the wrong places. And obviously, the other things like getting enough sleep, getting outside, doing sports, very much about looking after yourself. My concern is that all the focus has gone into putting the burden on the hospitals, even uh, outpatient care. And we need to be doing everything that we can to prevent this becoming a severe illness. Now, prior to hearing this interview, I was not personally tuned into vitamin K2. It never occurred to me to even think about it. I did a bit of research. In a nutshell, you need K2 to make sure the calcium in your diet is getting to your bones and not clogging your arteries, God forbid. How can one get K2 naturally through their diet? It turns out that K2 is produced by animals that feed on grass. And if you're eating grass-fed animals, you're probably getting plenty. If you're a vegan, you're probably deficient. If you are eating once a week or so meat or chicken or eggs, it's very possible you're getting enough. Depends on how those animals were fed. Listen, you should ask your own questions of your own doctors, as always. But it sounds like there's no downside to taking vitamin K2 as a supplement once in a while, just in case you're not getting enough. And the benefits seem very, very important. Takeaway from today, exercise those bones a couple times a week, each one. Supplement K2. If you're hearing this for the first time or not on the mailing list, sign up at TorahHealth.org. And until next time... Be gesund.